0: Hi, I'm Natasha and I'm Penny and you're listening to The Whips, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always
1: wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha and I'm Penny and this is The Whips. I am so excited for this episode. I just cannot contain it any
0: longer. I can't believe that you and I are doing an episode on this. I am.
1: I want to cry. I want to cry. I'm I a little. Bit, I'm a you little know what? This is for people. you, people, not for us. Yeah. This is for you. We
0: <laughs> we put down our creative brains for a mm. second, and we we try to embody the financial mind because today what we're talking about is mastering financial literacy, tools for financial management in business. Da, 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 da. Da. I can hear
1: my accountant partner just absolutely kissing himself right now being like bro what do you know
0: but we're the perfect people to talk about this and here's why we're idiots when it comes to stuff and so this is
1: my worst this is this is like the bottom of the this bottom of the barrel yeah
0: this isn't my favorite thing in the world um but it's important it is important and i also think that There's a bit of a a stereotype when it comes to women around. (laughs) we are playing right into. We are playing right into. Like, oh, (laughs) we hate numbers. Oh, we like pretty things. But spreadsheets and shit like that are important. Absolutely. Put that on a t-shirt, please. Yes, look, financial literacy. Let's highlight the significance of
1: it to begin with because let's completely, like, if you don't know your numbers, you are at you 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 have to know your numbers that's just it like regardless of whether you enjoy it or not i think it's Mm. extremely important to know your numbers it's one thing that i definitely learned the hard way i remember when i first started working in my first job um i was so excited because i was like oh my god we're making so much revenue i'm so good at my job um and then i realized that we weren't making any profit Mm, that's upsetting and i was like what's profit (laughs) now this was my first job you don't fair, actually fair. surely you don't you're don't like that You can you can speak to my old boss he will clarify that that's probably exactly what I said Yeah um then he tried to then he explained the difference between GP net profit, all of that stuff. And I was like, wow, this feels like a lot of work. That (laughs) feels like a you problem. Um, and then when I started wanting to start my own business and get into more of that entrepreneurial side, I realized that it actually wasn't a choice anymore. And I had to understand what all these different things meant. Otherwise I wasn't going to make money. Um, and I wasn't going to be able to grow my business because to be completely honest, revenue is mostly for vanity if you're not making profit. I didn't realise that. I had to learn that the hard way. Um, And that's kind of what we're speaking about today is, you know, the importance of it, why you need to know about it. Mm. We're not coming at you as, you know, CFOs telling you you must do this. We're coming as you two gals who in different different careers and have had to learn different parts of it to get ahead.
0: Yeah, and I think it's like... When I was at high school, I always wished that someone would just give me the basics of of this and what I need to know from a financial perspective to just get through life and not completely balls up. You're saying that you don't use the Pythagoras theorem in everyday life. I mean, I do try to use it to draw my triangles, but it's like, like, other than that, (laughs) other than that, I don't really have much of a use for it. But I guess the whole point and and the concept behind it is being able to level yourself up at Mm. work. And I think that you know, it's all fun and games we t- we're talking shit about like, you know, oh, we're just like the pretty fluffy things. But the reality of it is, is that a lot of the times women aren't given the same opportunities or given the same like pathways as men to be able to kind of have that exposure and have that build up of financial mm-hmm. literacy and be able to kind of understand and grow and build on that. And the thing is, is that when you apply it in a practical sense, it's extremely interesting. Like Absolutely. I may not love the formatting of a spreadsheet, but I like the end result.
1: Oh, I need I live and breathe spreadsheets. I wouldn't be able to do my job without spreadsheets. it You're exactly. the same.
0: Yeah. Like without data and all of the things. And we, that's what it is. It's basically it's financial data. And I think when you when you rephrase it and reframe it like that, and you talk about it more about what the end goal is going to be mm-hmm. for the the tools that you're using when it comes to financials, then that puts a completely different spin on it. Because yeah, like I don't know if you do put your head up, that's fine. But I don't know anyone that looks at a spreadsheet and is like. I'm ready to go. This is like this is my jam. Yeah, like I think
1: my partner does. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think he them. really loves spreadsheets. Well, some people worried. like it. If I mean, never to turn the other way. I think it'd be spreadsheets.
0: But I think it's because there's no there's no grey area in that. And mm. you and I deal we love predominantly gray. in the grey areas. Grey's gorgeous. Of life. Yeah. Grey's gorgeous color. Grey's gorgeous. <laughs> we play with the grey. We really do. But I think the thing is here that when you're having this black and white version of events, and I guess. Being able to have this level of um, like data information, it basically helps you make make better informed decisions about your financial well-being when it comes to your career or when it comes to your personal life as well too. Because I hate that feeling of not being knowledgeable when it comes to how I should manage budget, I guess, proceed around my finances, you know, own a home. That's something to consider as well. I need to be able to kind of be more across that not just in business, but in my personal life or as an entrepreneur looking to start my own business one day or as a manager being able to educate my team.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, so financial management in business, what do people need to know about? I think there's some several things that people need to know about This can be, and also a lot of this can be for both personal and for business as well. Mm -hmm. But one of the first ones I'd say is budgeting and forecasting. It's something that we've had to really, um, you know, since when we both worked within a publicly listed business, um, that was huge because everything was public knowledge. So we had to really be quite clear on our numbers versus working for a privately listed business or working for ourselves. You know, you can kind of have a forecast and be like, yeah, well, you didn't hit it hit it but when you're actually talking to stakeholders and shareholders it's kind of like oh okay no no no, you can't just play around with these numbers it's completely different so this budgeting and forecasting has played a huge role in our both of our careers Mm -hmm. I'd say especially so in the last past few years sorry um so I think okay budgeting and forecasting if we want to had to kind of explain what each of them are
0: I mean I, I guess it comes down to like what it does assist you with so for the budgeting, the forecasting, it basically comes down to being able to track your expenses, mm-hmm. to help manage your cash flow, to help make informed decisions about how you're going to be investing and how your company or your business or whatever it might be is going to be growing. Mm-hmm. So that's the the budgeting side of things. Whereas the forecasting side is more about, I guess, involves like estimating for the future financial outcomes of your business based on the data and then also the market trends. Yeah. And that one, I do feel like when we do this sometimes, and I'm sure other people agree. It feels crystal like ball. I'm literally getting out my crystal ball and I'm seeing them. Like, what will it be? Well, especially
1: during, like, you cannot tell me one person who was able to forecast accurately. Not even you, Chad ChatGPT. Um, regards to during COVID, mm. like COVID just completely threw forecasting out the window. As soon as you thought that we're we'll getting to a normalized period, bang, something else happens. Like mm. it was such. It was probably the most difficult time for us to have to learn that skill of forecasting because for us, we're like, wow. Okay. Yeah, what do you compare it to? What do you compare we don't there have anything no there's nothing and we we are data nerds as much as we talk smack about you know um you know financial literacy and all that stuff we live and breathe um the data and we, we use data to make decisions but you know the, the no amount of data was able to give us the forecast that was going to lead us into the next few years after covid because it was just such an un it was just what, they, what there was a word that they kept using un um, like unprecedented that's unprecedented. the one I'm God, unprecedented into our brains now. That I, it gives me shivers um yeah. but yeah that and that and that's that's what we're budgeting and forecasting you know play into the business but the reason it's important as well i completely respect is because you need to be able to have a forecast because it helps you with you know hiring advertising spend all the things that make up a business is the most important thing and mm. i will never I, I i'll always be grateful for having to learn those in such a Hot, like such a up and down time during mm. covid where it was you know forecasts were done weekly
0: yeah and because you had to you had to be that kind of agile in, in your response to things but i think the cool thing about this the side of budgeting and forecasting is without realizing or maybe you don't have the actual formatting to fully understand it particularly if you're working maybe in a smaller type business you bootstrapping things a little bit more i think people you do a level of this without even realizing mm-hmm. and, I, and i like to say this to people because I'm like, i don't want particularly women in this kind of space to be afraid of these things because you hear budgeting and forecasting and it can yeah. sound intimidating it can they just big like,
1: words it's literally just numbers
0: well it's just it's coming right. down to you know how you manage your expenses mm-hmm. so you don't overspend at the end of the year so you can have a level of profit not just revenue mm-hmm. and then with your forecasting it's like looking at what's happened in the past to an appointment and being able to kind of plan for what Coming up ahead, and if you look at it like that, that is a completely simplified. It's a simplified version, but I think people need to see it and hear it like that because a lot of times people overfluff and overcomplicate what is in reality like a very simple uh, theory. It's just about there's like obviously nuances to it that makes it more complex. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And so that kind of brings us into the second point, which is financial statements. So (laughs) I remember, so I I was a part of a group called uh, the Entrepreneurs Organization, and they'd hold for key um like big long day strategy days and then one would be on um people one would be on strategy one there were like four pillars of business growth um execution Mm -hmm. and then the last one was cash and that was the one naturally I hated the most and I remember sitting there and again you know (laughs) there's no you know no embarrassment here we're just talking absolute as it's happening but they kept talking about a PL, PL, PL. And I was like stressing. I'm like, I don't know, what the F. How do I what are you and I was like, I just assumed that this P N L had to be the most intricate, incredible, you know, analysis financial state. Like I just I had this you know, thing about what a PL and l was babe, because everyone kept talking about it. No one actually said what P&L meant, but I just had to know like KPIs. When people say KPIs are like, what's a KPI? Like it's completely fine if you're not in that world. You're not in that world. I learned everything, you know, jumping in head first, not through books, unfortunately. I probably should have. Mm-hmm. But they kept on saying P&L. And then when I realized it's profit and loss, then when I realized it's something that you just extract from whatever tool you use, whether it's my album zero, I was like, oh, I have one of those. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> woohoo! I have been now, like, but but you don't, because because there's so many. What you said before, there's so much jargon around finance that I completely respect when somebody's in that in that space it's like when we talk our jargon with it's short-hand. Uh, marketing it's Shorthand. We, we have so many shorthand things whether it's aov whether it's cvr whether it's cro like people like when i talk like that they're like what yeah and i'm like fair like i'm not saying it to flex i'm just saying because that's just the language we use yeah i get that's why people use that language but these these financial statements are so important
0: yeah, you're exactly right. And it basically gives you, I guess, if we're going to go back to a more simplified approach, it gives you your insight onto like your revenue, what your expenses are, what are your assets in the company? What's your cash flow looking like day in, day out? What are your liabilities? Like what's what's your risk point in your business? And that's where your financial statements, once you have a level of understanding of them, can really help you in all of those areas. If you take it back to that, I think it makes it easier to digest it.
1: Absolutely. And where it helped me when I had to look at my P&L strategically. So Let's, let's be really honest here. Like I'm not ever going to be a CFO, right? That's not my skill set, but my skill set was strategic, to, um, looking at the business strategically and how I can utilize the P&L to get what I needed. And mm-hmm. how, one of the tips that I learned from one of those days was when you're looking at a and l each line item, every single person, your leadership team or any key member of your staff should have a line of the profit and loss you know towards what they do because it's so important like what you said before pen there's such huge pillars of what success looks like that somebody should be having their name towards it it's not up to the ceo or the manager it's not just up to them everyone should have that um and then you know there was all this talk about like you know how do you and I was like let's just completely simplify it put a name next to every single one and then you go forward so you Mm -hmm. don't have to make it over the top you don't have to complicate it you just go forward with that
0: yeah exactly and I also feel like this is where when you're in a business if you do have the resources of someone who is owning that department and and looking over your financial statements i think it's a really great um i guess share a voice exercise where you can go to these people in your department and ask them to get them to explain what you do like if you book in an hour of someone's time to be able to go through it you'd be surprised how how open people are to be able to kind of having that conversation with you it's something that i've done as recently as six months ago and I've literally asked hey can we please go through this together because I want to understand it. I don't Mm -hmm. and that's okay, but I really want to get my head around it. So can you please run through this with me? And at the end of it, when someone literally broke it down like dummy's guide to Excel for me, much easier.
1: Absolutely. So number three is financial ratios. So these are really important. Financial ratios are calculations that provide a deeper understanding of a business's financial performance and health. How I use this, and I think where these are really important is just to switch gears for a second because we do talk a lot about – established businesses, Mm -hmm. I think financial ratios are really, really important for startups as well. So when you're looking at starting up your own business, um, working out, you know, margins is a hugely, is one of the most important financial ratios that you can work out for your business before you go to scale. Um, We use financial ratios in a lot of the decision-making process that we have for marketing, whether it's percentage of advertising that we spend per Mm -hmm. revenue and regardless of what it is. But when you're first starting your business, it is extremely important to really work out those profitability ratios that you're able to scale and work out what's variable, what's fixed and and leverage them.
0: Exactly. And honestly, like when I, when we were researching this episode and I saw the headline financial ratios as a a topic and an area to research, I literally broke into like a cold sweat. (laughs) The idea of ratios to me just reminds me of being like year 10 maths and like me just not getting it. But when I, the same thing as what we spoke about consistently through this episode, when we apply it practically, I'm like, we're already doing it yeah, absolutely. as it is as creatives each day in, day out. It's like, oh, well, yeah, of course I need to figure out a ratio of, of percentage for for my margins or I need to figure out you know, how profitable a um, a promotional campaign is going to be.
1: How much of a percentage is labour per cost? Like this, we use we use financial ratios in all of our conversations, especially as marketers. But um, for a business and for business health, it's really important as well because it's something that it's it's a lot easier to – there's less variables with, with um, percentages I feel like. You know what I mean? Like it's like, okay, well, what's the percentage of It's like conversion rate. Mm. You know, that's something that's fairly consistent because it doesn't matter how much traffic you're getting. If it's good quality traffic, the conversion rate, the changes in it should be something that you can rely on mm-hmm. versus if you're getting, you know, bots like yeah. we see it all the time um when you get bots you have something conversion rate drops it's because the traffic isn't right so these kind of percentages are so important and we live and die by them to be honest as a um in marketing and in business growth um so yeah that that one's the financial ratios and then we've also got cost analysis hmm which i would say that um hmm, how can i say this um well look my partner put it quite nicely when penny helped him plan my engagement <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, where um, he said <laughs> <laughs> where he was like yeah okay so i gave penny a budget and you know some would say a cost analysis yeah you know he said you know this is what i want to spend um and he said to me penny penny didn't really take the budget did she no, and I was like no, no 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 no. Penny is more of a visionary let's say she sees the concept
0: see what it needs to be <laughs> and what you should spend exactly not. and to that's your honest, cost analysis.
1: that that is us describing a cost analysis that's your cost yeah, analysis you won in the end hey I won I, I've got an amazing <laughs> but, he did the most beautiful surprise proposal ever with your help and with the lack of cost analysis <laughs> but, to be honest because cost analysis allows businesses to understand their expenses <laughs> identify the areas of unnecessary spending how dare they and was- optimise the cost structures. So it's all about improving profitability, reducing waste and maximising operational efficiency. Essentially, anybody in your operations team that's what they're focusing on. So whilst, obviously, my
0: strong suit. It, yeah.
1: <laughs> <So laughs> While so. us marketers are working out how to spend money, they're working out how to save money and optimize and be more efficient. Yeah, it's the best way to it describe it. It doesn't sound
0: sexy, but it's really important. And <laughs> i i need I need like an ops person like glued to me when I've got the credit card in my hand because I'm mm, like, you know what? So do I. Create? Don't worry. More. Yeah, you know what you
1: give me a budget let's double it
0: (laughs) that's what i deserve that's how i like to live
1: yeah we and we can quite literally justify any spend like we are the worst people for each other because i'll be like Oh, do I need this? Absolutely. And then Penny will come up with the most beautiful justification as to why I need it. And I'm like, you know what, Penny? You're right. Yeah, you I are absolutely it. right. I, I do deserve d- this. I do
0: deserve this alligator coat. This is excellent. <laughs> I will buy this for myself. I will use it three times in oh my, my life. Oh,
1: God. Sorry. Last year was the worst. We literally spent every single event that we had for work. We needed a full I didn't full even tell you outfit.
0: about my iconic order yesterday. Yeah, tell me. It's, oh, no, no,
1: but it was Click Frenzy, wasn't it, or something? So you had like 30% off. I, it's the worth it see cost were, analysis
0: honestly outstanding five hundred dollars i saved i don't want to talk there you about
1: go. I, the fact that you save five hundred dollars kind of speaks volumes but that's okay we don't we don't we don't focus on that because you know what we aren't accountants we aren't no, accountants we're not. you know what the return on investment for that i'm sure is high your just don't is, tell your husband my dad
0: is they're going to be horrified <laughs> yeah at hearing sorry this evan advice. sorry alex <laughs> it's okay it will be all right
1: i know they're gonna be so disappointed in us
0: oh no they'll be proud like we're doing it in our own they're like you tried our own way absolutely
1: uh the final one is risk management which obviously is the most one of the most important parts Mm -hmm. of you know making sure that you're financially literate is that um, in a business sorry because obviously there's a lot of financial literacy outside of business. Um there's, you know, a lot of other stuff which we can chat about after more of that personal one. I can chat about after this. But in this situation when it comes to business financial literacy, risk management, um so implementing risk management strategies is crucial for financial stability. This means that you need to be able to identify potential risks, assess the impact and develop plans. This includes, you know, insurance coverage, all of that stuff. And these are the things that like Okay, if they're not a huge strength of yours, and you're looking at it, this is why people pay for insurance. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. this is why people have insurance. It's risk management. It's not necessarily up to you to be like, this is the it's going to happen. Like you, you as a leader, you need to work out what needs to be managed and what risk needs to be managed. You don't necessarily need to be to do it, especially if you're not the right person for it.
0: Yeah, that's true. But also, it does come back to things like if you're talking about risk management. Then there's something like if you're working in like a retail business or a branded business or whatever it is, it's like that diversification of your revenue stream. Okay. So a good example a good one, is yeah. within COVID, okay, you know, you had a a snack office subscription an brand office
1: subscription business and, just as they all closed.
0: And you, Exactly. And so, well, you need a new revenue stream now because, hey, no one's in the office. And that's an example of risk management to be able to keep your business going. You needed to pivot, like buzzword of 2020, mm-hmm. you need to pivot to find out how you can reduce the risk in terms of your business overall.
1: Absolutely. And there are a lot of tools out there. There's one that I would say, um, there's one that I've come across in. It's called GuideMyBusiness.com co um we'll put it in our show notes but there there are a group of women that are absolutely incredible when it comes to this is more for startups again this is again more if you're looking to start a business um and you're looking at that risk management piece where it's like trademarking copywriting a lot of those other pieces that are a bit like oh do I have to make this investment straight away or not um they're really really good for that they're, there's as I said there's a lot of tools out there that you can use to kind of help assess and and, and do that side of it um so they're the business ones as when it comes to like personal financial literacy you know there's a lot of different things that you can use um different tools i think that you know in a business obviously <laughs> the tools to use is your cfo accountant, um my orb, you know all of those um, zero all of those ones but when it comes to personal um financial literacy i think it's really important to self-teach as well um i have this chat with my best friend all the time and we our partners hate us because we are like we were, you know, reading, what's that one? Rich dad, poor dad. We were reading that like 11. And then like, we go to our partners, like, what are we doing next? We've just bought a house. What's next? How can we continue to build that financial literacy? Like that, that is something that's constantly going through our head, property development, always trying to upskill ourselves through different resources. So I think it's really important to continue to try and upskill yourself when it comes to financial literacy, both personally and for businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are some like Apps that you can use as yeah. well that are really helpful.
0: There are some apps. And also, if you're wanting to hear, like, I guess two women or three women talk about financial literacy that are not us, there's a podcast that is really fantastic for this called She's on the Money. Oh my gosh. Obsessed. Yeah. I was listening to it when we were trying to save for a house. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. But I think it's like it, she really does break down all of the the tools of what you need to look at from a financial perspective whether it be for for work or for personal and really kind of get into the guts of it so you can understand it in a way that's really kind of digestible but we've got some really amazing tools and strategies as well what you mentioned of what you can start to look at if you're looking to build up your financial literacy on a personal level and there's a couple of examples we'll put in the show notes but things like pocketbook Um, Track My Spend, Money Smart Budget Planner, Splitwise. These are all tools and apps that you can have in the palm of your hand on your phone to be able to kind of assist and help you along your way.
1: Yeah, a lot of them are free as well. Like a lot of them are free. There's even some really pretty Etsy templates that you can buy to help budget. I did that for when I'm planning my wedding, which let's just say that I have not... Being able to do a cost analysis on that no, and i am really really over budget but that's okay we will just keep hustling and it'll all be fine absolutely anyways i really hope everyone enjoyed this episode it was a real you know we had to really challenge ourselves to dig deep but mm-hmm. i think we actually know a thing or two about financial literacy if i do say so myself i think so i think we've
0: really convinced <laughs> those people that we we know it too, but we promise Like, if you have any questions, we'll be able to help address it. If you if you want to kind of chat a little bit more about it, we're also interested in learning and knowing more. So if you've got anything that you want to address in a podcast on a later date, send us a DM, send us an email. We'd love to kind of help you tackle this area of a business. And um, thank you for listening. We'll be new your ears again next week. Thank you
1: so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.